Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Great mission, everyone. We showed a lot of teamwork, hustle, and poise today. Hell yeah, poise! Poise out the ass! <laughs> yeah, those two know what I'm talking about. I can't believe you're celebrating. Action point one. Here's us before battling Doomsday. Everyone's looking good, looking sharp. Diana, it's starting to peek out the side a little bit. What? Guys like it natural. Right, like you're trying to attract guys. Hydra, and welcome to Geek Salad, episode 50! 50! 50! Uh, rubber nipples not included. This is our gala 20 top superhero movies of all time, as voted on by you, the Geek Salad audience. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. And with us tonight, we have a very special guest, um, our comic book expert, Jim. Evening! How you doing? Oh, I'm, I got a beer, I'm good. Alright, cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, this is episode 50. You did not mishear us. We've actually gotten through 50 of these things. Without being canceled. Without being canceled, exactly. And not only 50, but also three years. Three years. Uh, with with a lot of luck and a little bit of downtime, uh, we will have this episode up. You should be listening to it today, August 12th. If, wow, if really? you get it earlier, if you get it earlier than that, then we bid you greetings from the future. If you get it later, <laughs> tell us what mistakes we made in the past. But we do want to uh, kick off our three-year, 50-episode uh, uh, celebration with a little bit of the bubbly. Wow, that actually worked. That did. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, so did yeah, that. So did that. I'm dripping. I'm dripping. <laughs> Words you don't want to hear. Oh, yeah. Nope. There you go, Jim. Oh, Jesus. Just keep it off the laptop and the recording equipment, please. There's a bit of champagne. You know, champagne is only champagne when it comes to the French province of champagne. champagne. This is dripping all over my leg. Again, Seriously, words you don't want to hear. <laughs> At least it's not an enema bag. <laughs> That's that. Oh, that even worse, even worse. Yes, this is how nerds drink champagne. I get barely anything. That was all bubbles. Well, when you used to drinking grape soda and eating cheese, you know. Yeah, exactly. Doodles. You know, really, if they were available, yeah. you want some more? Yes. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Jesus Christ, that was awful. Um, it really, if you wanted to make this celebration even more special, we would have gotten some midnight Doritos, but or midnight taco Doritos. <laughs> Once more, oh, you're good? Okay. So anyway, gentlemen, cheers. Mike? Jim? Cheers. Two, uh, 50 more and three more years at least. Oh, yes. And as Jim said before we went on the air, uh, if we get another 50, we get uh, we get put in syndication. 
That's Ooh, right. Nice. So hopefully then you'll be that, hearing us before the Raven Simone podcast. Because <laughs> the indication is where the big moolah is. Oh, yeah. So here's the plan. Uh, no segments. No uh, letters. No uh, Chris's cultural corner. KKK. That's not good. Has there been a Chris's Cultural Corner? There has been a Chris. Oh, you're going to listen to the show more often. I know. I guess I should be. Yeah. Uh, this is all about the capes. It's all about the tights. It's all about the boots. It's all about the underwear over the tights. But the, we don't want to just talk about Andy's wardrobe. Exactly. We also want to talk about superheroes. So. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's uh, get started. Jim, you're our special guest. Why don't you get started with number 20? Um... Number 20's Mystery Men. I'm invisible! Can you see me? Yes. Wow. Maybe you should put some shorts on or something if you want to keep fighting evil today. I'm not a huge... I mean, I liked it. It it was okay. I mean, I can understand why people would like it because it does... I mean, some of the characters are hysterical in it. I... I, Absolutely. If it was my top 20, Mystery Men would not have been on here. Right. This would have been reserved for the Phantom. (laughs) Um, Mike? Um, to be honest, I've never seen it, mainly because I'm not a big Ben Stiller fan. Okay, and you don't have to be a Ben Stiller fan. Yeah, I know. To I enjoy know. it. There's a lot of good comedy in there from people other than him. William H. Macy is actually hysterical in it. Well, he's always hysterical. Yeah. Jeffrey Rush was hysterical well, in Well, now movie. we know why you Yeah, there you, there you go. Okay, there you go. Um, actually, the, in, all, in all honesty, this, this movie got included as part of a tiebreaker only because of the spirited... Uh, back and forth tete-a-tete of quotes um, on my Facebook page between Steve-O and Jamie, okay. who were just quoting it back and forth and back and forth. I felt I had to include it. All right. All right, that's fair. Well, but, you know what? One reason, you know, maybe I would put it on my top 20 because the lesser-known Good Burger guy's in it. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, you know. Was that Keenan or Cal? That was Cal. That's Cal. Oh, wow. Yeah, ex- exactly. You couldn't even remember which one it was. It was a skinny guy. Um... <laughs> There's actually a great assortment of characters in there. Um, Eddie Izzard yes. is in that. He's great. Tom Waits mm-hmm. as the... I, I actually, when when I first saw that movie, his character lives in an abandoned amusement park. Oh, and the first thing I thought of was Whalen Park. I would so love to live in an abandoned mar- amusement park. Well, well that's All you'd you have do- to do is be a villain in a Scooby-Doo cartoon, and that's... <laughs> Voila. I can do that. Well, you live right up the street from Welland Park. That's a oh no, it's been raised. I'm yes, sorry. Oh. It's a bunch of condos. I live up the street from Welland. You Park. do. You could have been a supervillain as well, oh. building your robot army. Well, I was thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I think it's actually a highly underrated movie. Um, when it came out, it came out. It had the misfortune of coming out the same weekend as uh, The Sixth Sense. Ah. Uh. So, um, actually, I, I no. see dead people in my bowling ball. <laughs> Uh, Mike C. and I actually went to go see this movie on opening weekend because I was single and had tons of expendable income. Of course. So, yeah. A great movie. If you haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a while, g- give it a try. It's it's a lot of fun. There's a, gr- a lot of great lines. In fact, I still use you dressed like in the manner of a male prostitute to this day. I do not. Well, not tonight anyway. Not to- yeah, cause I- thank you for dressing up, by well, the way. yeah. Mike isn't wearing his assless pants tonight, so, <laughs> you know. All yeah, right. Kudos to us. Yes, yeah. thank you. All right, number 19, The Incredible Hulk. I've got a problem. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. See a shrink? It's a little bit more complicated than that. 
Bruce. Trust me when I tell you, I've heard them all. Not this one. Yes. Okay. We had to get a Hulk movie in here, and I mean, I, I understand everyone's going to be canceling their subscriptions to the podcast because we didn't include the Eric Bana, Jennifer Connelly Hulk. Oh, that did get a vote. It should get a vote. It did. Did it get a Sam vote? Sam Elliott's in it. Oh, that's right. He is looking grizzled. When you need facial no, hair, no. But the, movie. the problem was Sam Elliott was the clean cut grizzly. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because Nick Nolte was in it. Oh, that's right. Oh, god. He looked good. Oh, my God. The Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton and Liv Tyler was a marked improvement. Now, was that the crazy Nick Nolte or the crazy Nick Nolte? That was the dirty crazy Nick Nolte. Oh, okay. You know what the funny thing is? is that Do you, do you remember the mugshot? Yeah. He got pulled over for drunk driving or something like yeah, that I think while he, he was I think filming? He, I think he went right from the shot, from the <laughs> shoot, to the picture. Guys, you're never going to believe this. There's a, a giant poodle in the movie. Uh, just get in the car, please. <laughs> Don't even bother to use the breathalyzer. Just, just get in the car. Giant poodle. Who'd ever watch that? Well, let me open up my door. Clank, 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 clank. Shit. Schlitz can. Schlitz clank. Uh, but the Incredible Hulk, I thought, was actually really good. Yes, I thought it was very good. And by good, I meant not balls out stupid. <laughs> well, you know what? They they were smart and they introduced his best villain. I, I think his, his most oh, compelling oh, the abomination. villain. And the abomination. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the... The classic abomination, but they actually did a pretty good job of it. And Tim Roth is a, is an underrated actor. Oh, he was fantastic. He was in that. he was clearly the best part of that movie. And then of course there's oh I don't want to ruin the end of it, but there's that you know stay till the end of the credits and you'll, well, you'll understand. Well, no, no, we're, we're at that. They're point laying now. the bridge. What? We're already at that point. Well, we know, I know what that, happens. But, you know, actually, it wasn't after the credits. This is the only one where it was before the credits. Really? Yes. Oh, sure. you're right. You're right. Yep. Okay. It, it was right, right at the the last shot, and then. Boom, they go into the into the bar, and then they have the credits. Okay, that makes sense. Now, what did you guys think of uh, Edward Norton as Bruce Banner? I think Bruce Banner is such a benign character, you could have... You could have Harvey Corman be him, and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> he's, just, he's just not interesting. Oh, you, you got to be the stand-in for the special effect. Yeah. Now, what do you think of Mark Ruffalo? The great Mark Ruffalo as... Well, he's going to be a hairy one. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to have a Hulk with a beard. <laughs> he, he's actually, the. it's going to be for the first time, they're digitally animating Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Instead really? Of, yeah, because he, huh. he, he's, he's been bragging that he's the, the first character, first actor to play both Banner and the Hulk. So huh. he's, he's going to have like a curly afro? I assume so. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, who knows? Who yes, knows? but it's not on his head. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, well... I just actually th- would think it was funny, you know, because I saw that movie, um, The Kids Are Alright, just seeing, like, the Hulk railing Julianne Moore from behind. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I can see green Yeah, but if he's the Hulk, Julian. yeah, but if he's got his green pubes, that'd be like, that'd be like another power. That'd be like a net. He could cast over evil. Oh, boy. Yeah, and they actually laid the groundwork for potential sequels, which will probably never happen at this point. Like, uh, the know. leader... Yeah, they did kind of. You know, Tim Blake Nelson could be the leader. Yeah, but Bill could play the leader as well. Yeah, that's true. His gigantic cranium. <laughs> and never uh, mind the brains part. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought the le- the leader seemed like just kind of a douchebag, though. Just always t- telling people how smart he was. I just, you know, what it was. I think Stan Lee and Jack Kirby were smoking blunts that night. They said, <laughs> "You know what? I really like the green thing. Green guy with." Big head. Yeah. Really big head. That's all fine and good, Stan, but when are you going to pay me? (laughs) Big head. Really big head. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, let's move on before I choke. Um, number 18, Kick-Ass. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Check this out. Okay, pop quiz. What's the proper name for one of those? Easy Balathon. It's uh, Filipino. Ask me another. Excellent. Good. Uh, the AR-15 was a lighter, smaller caliber version of what design? Uh, Eugene Stoner's AR-10. Now give me a hard one. The name of John Woo's first full-length feature. Tie him roking the young dragon. <laughs> Daddy, look. Kick ass. Didn't see it. This got a lot of kind of last-minute votes. Yeah. Um, it was a real... It really almost came between this and 300. 300 is mm. not a superhero movie. No, but it is a comic book-based movie, and we are kind of throwing that in there as well. Oh, so if I wanted the Marvel's Pride and Prejudice, I could have thrown... Marvel's Pride and Prejudice. Then, you could have done a Ghost I, World, I'm gonna throw a History a vote. of Violence. I'm going to throw a vote in for Pride and Prejudice. Then. All right, well... Liz, sorry, mate, sorry. Yep, sorry. Voting closed on Monday night. <laughs> Crap. Um... I like Kick-Ass a lot because it was kind of like that normal kid just decides to become a superhero. And no, then it isn't. Gets it's a... because you were in, you were fantasizing about yourself being beaten up by jocks in high school. That's Well, there was that they, after they... all. But um, it, it's a fun movie. Uh, Chloe Morantz, though, is the best thing in that movie. Oh, I'm, I've actually become a big fan of hers because of Kick-Ass. Yeah. 13, it was she 13 when she made the movie? Yeah, pretty much. Completely foul mouth. <laughs> uh, manages to kill, in, in like the last 10 minutes of that movie, how many people did she kill? About 15 different people? Uh, 15, 20, somewhere around there. Yeah. Completely just dominates the entire movie. Yeah. Every, every scene she's in, you just want to watch her. And it was like the once every three years when Nicolas Cage actually does a really good movie. Three years? It's about three years for every decent movie he's in. I'm going to give him five years. All right. Because I don't like him. Okay, well, there is that after all. But yeah. he was actually really fine in it. He didn't try to chew up the scenery all that much. Yeah. Um, you would like it, Jim. It's it's a lot of fun. And, and Mark Strong, who was Sinestro in uh, Green Lantern, was in it. Oh, well. He was also the main villain in Sherlock Holmes. Well, yeah, you know he was. what? You're right. Let's let's cut this episode short. We're, we gotta, we gotta watch we'll, we'll this watch one now. Right now. And McLovin is in it. Yeah, I know McLovin. As what is he? The Crimson Mist. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> Crimson Mist, Red Mist, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. I think wow, it, was like, it really made an impact. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, God, this made the list. It's it's a lot of fun. It's kind of nice to kind of get an R rated for heavy heavy violence movie somewhere on these lists. Yeah. Baby uh, violence. Yeah, and it wasn't one of the Punisher movies. No. But. That didn't, those didn't make the list. Yeah. Oh, they made my list. Yeah. Did Dolph Lundgren's version didn't? No, that one did not. No, I believe I actually threatened violence to anybody who uh, oh, who voted for that one. Jeez, I hope no one voted. Yeah. Oh, no. So. Let me move on. Ah. I love this movie. The Crow. I do. Please. Don't move. I said, don't move. I thought the police always said freeze. Well, I am the police. And I said, don't move, Snow White. You move, you're dead. And I say, I'm dead. And I move. Now, one more step. I'm serious. Then shoot. 
if you will. Officer Albrecht. What are you nuts? Walking into a gun? You high? You don't remember me. Is that blood? I remember you. What are you talking about? How about Shelley? Do you remember Shelley Webster? Shelley Webster is dead, my friend. I want you to move over to the curb there. Come on, real nice and easy. And you know what? The acting isn't anything to write home about. The fighting the fighting scenes are pretty good. Even the one where he was shot and killed in. Um, that one was really realistic. No, you know what? I, I would put this movie on, I, I hate to say it, for the soundtrack alone. Because it is, in my mind, the best superhero soundtrack of all time. I think it's phenomenal. And I mean, the cinematography is really good. It's a great concept. Yeah. But, I mean, as a... You know, I mean, he's, yeah, I guess he's kind of an interesting character. He's, he dies, and then a bird comes and poops on his grave, and he comes back to life. You know, whatever he does, he pecks up the grave, so for some reason he comes back. But well, it's... the crow is a mystical being that can that can raise the dead, Thank and then they, they, yes. the dead sees through their eyes, or, or something like that. Right. I thought it was the raven that could do that. What was the name of the crazy uh, model, the Japanese model in it? Oh, God! What's oh, her name? It. No, she's 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 batshit crazy. Yeah, she's batshit crazy in real life. I can't remember her she name. She sang. Though. You remember she sang in that like I want to do karaoke. Yeah, Wing? No, no, it wasn't Wing. <laughs> uh, she was on an episode of Lost. I keep on wanting to sing Ming Na, and I right. know I'm wrong. Right? No, no, it's, no, no she's absolutely batshit crazy. I think why this movie is is so popular and why it gets so well regarded is that it's about a guy who is killed and brought back to life. And the guy who played him was killed playing the character. But he didn't come back to life. He yeah. didn't come back to life. Well, no. you know what's good, too, is everybody's canned villain. Yep. I don't know what his name is. Michael Wincott. He, Michael Wincott. But, you know, I can see the producers sitting there going, well, we know we need Wincott. So what are we going to do? Because he looks, I mean, he's very distinctive. I know. Let's throw an eye patch on him. That'll change things. <laughs> he didn't have an eye patch in that movie. Yeah, but he did in Three Musketeers. Okay, yeah. He had the long hair, and he had the... Uh, he loved cocaine. I remember that. <laughs> he did love his cocaine, absolutely. And he was also in the Doors too, as as um, oh god, he was their producer. I think I think before Captain America, the last time I went to a midnight showing was the Doors with that, you. <laughs> that's right. Wow. Jeez, yeah, we're old. Andy and Jim and the Hobos. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you're right though about the soundtrack. I think at least the the song soundtrack. Oh, is well, awesome. that's what I mean. I'm not talking about the musical score. Right, I'm talking right. about it's phenomenal. There isn't a bad song on it. Yeah, yeah, there is not a bad song on. It. In fact, it took me a while to realize that the uh, the Nine Inch Nails song, yeah. uh, Dead Souls, isn't from a Nine Inch Nails song. Well, well, it's Trent Reznor. It's uh, Joy, no, it's Joy Division. Is it? Yeah. Um, well, you know what I liked about it too, and it was nice. It was it was a generous move. It kept the the band my life with the Thrill Kill cult out of Arby's for a couple of years. Yeah, that's, that's that was good. Of kind them. of mighty white of them. Um, the the funny thing about the Crow too is that it might have it's it's the best movie to produce the worst sequels. Oh, I know. They've made like five or six of those. Oh, now. they're all awful. One was in Los Angeles, and then like third was in Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the the uh, the the uh, TV series? There was a TV series. It was like yeah. the Crow Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Oh, great. What <laughs> did it take place at a seventh grade dance? The only thing I remember about the, the uh, sequels is that one of them had the villain played by David Boreanaz. Okay. That was it. I just and remember I completely changed my mind. It's the shits. <laughs> I remember uh, Iggy Pop was like the head villain in like the second one. <laughs> did he have a shirt on? Uh, I don't believe he did. Well, then of course, then, then you can be sure it was Iggy Pop. Yeah. Um, awesome movie. Uh, I actually have the McFarlane like figure, the, the non-action figure, which all McFarlane toys are. Can someone explain to me, though, how he, all of a sudden he learned Kung Fu? 
The crow imparts kung fu. Uh, I think I think just being dead imparts kung fu. I know kung fu. No, it was really good. No, yeah. you're right. It's it, it's, it's an awesome movie. Uh, but for the love of God, folks, it came out almost 20 years ago. Stop dressing as it for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they're not dressing as it. And for it would Halloween. be nice, maybe, if Hot Topic didn't require it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. I'm in hell. No, I'm in Hot Topic. <laughs> okay, number 16. The Watchmen. While I am standing still, I prefer the stillness here. I am tired of Earth, these people. I'm tired of being caught in the tangle of their lives. Alright, I'm surprised that this is this low, quite honestly. Oh, Oh, champagne emergency. Overflow. Okay. I got it. Not bad for $8 champagne, huh? Is <laughs> that much, huh? Oh, yeah. Thanks for breaking out the b- yeah. breaking the bank. Yeah, not a problem. Would you like to sniff the cap? Nope. <laughs> All right. I'm, like I said, I'm actually surprised um, Watchmen is this low on the list. It was panned. It was killed. I don't know why. You know what it is? I think you had to read the comic book to, under- to, to really uh, appreciate it. I agree. I don't agree because I I only read like the first two issues. Okay, and then I saw the movie and I. But you got a concept. You understood what it was yeah, about. Yeah, okay, I, I, I buy that. Yeah. I, I what I liked about it was well, first of all, I think out of all these Zack Snyder movies, this made the best use of his talents. I.e., yeah. okay, ramp this, ramp that, <laughs> ramp this, ramp that. Jump in slow motion. Yep. Okay. Can you punch really slow and then make the guy's jaw snap back? And do all those weird camera angles. He, that guy must have gone run, run to the bank because the, the, the I mean the litany of stars is when Billy Crudup <laughs> is the is the big name. Yeah. Hey, and you get to see Blue Junk. Yeah, yeah I was thinking it's not Billy Crudup that was the big name; it's Billy Crudup's junk that was the big name. <laughs> That's right. Um, I thought actually it was very faithful to the yeah. to the book. I mean, for the most part, it was the you know what you're right. It was the most faithful. Adaptation I've ever seen, and if you get the if you get the version with the black ship, yeah, it's it's almost word for word. It's, right, it's well, actually it, almost perfect. And you can purchase that separately. In fact, when I bought the Blu-ray of Watchmen, I it, like Target had it for five bucks, where you get behind the mask, the uh, documentary, and um, the the black ship. It wasn't behind the blue scrotum. No, it's not. No, no. Amazingly Crap. enough, no. No, you know what? I, I th- and I was really surprised at this because I wasn't expecting it, but I thought the fighting, the fight sequences are really good. Oh, yeah. I, I thought they were excellent. I thought the choreography was really good. The girl who played, um, oh crap, so, what's so her name? Spectre? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think she was very good. I mean, she looked good, but yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. think she was. I mean, she was okay. I mean, she really was there. She's not really good in a lot of stuff I've seen her in. The guy who played the comedian was far and away the best part. Really? I, I really, I, I go with Rorschach. I thought yeah. that uh, Jackie Earl Haley was fantastic. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was, no, I, ugh. He was good. I just kept on seeing him on a dirt bike trying to piss off Buttermaker. I just, okay. I just couldn't with those with one of those little leather wristbands that all the cool kids wore in the seventies. Hey, do you like Sean Penn? Get a wristband. <laughs> um, I, I really liked everybody in the cast. Patrick Wilson, yeah, I thought good. was fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the guy who played Osmandius. Oh, I don't. I'm I don't really remember his name. Anybody. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he was good, and then he probably went back to the Abba cover band. <laughs> So, uh, let's move on to number 15, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. 
If we're gonna date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. You have seven evil ex boyfriends? Seven evil exes, yes. And I have to fight defeat. Defeat your seven evil exes if we're going to continue to date? Pretty much. So what you're saying right now is we are dating? Uh I guess. Does that mean we can make out? Sure. Cool. And this is uh, where Jim goes and takes a pee. Okay. I love this movie. Um, I was so pleasantly surprised with this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was expecting to enjoy it. I didn't expect I was going to enjoy it as much as I really did. Yeah, I'm so glad that this guy has as many votes as it did. Yeah. Because um, I wanted this one on it, it. It felt like I was watching a comic book. Yeah. It really did. Um, between the comic book and the video game stuff that they really tied in. Yeah. It worked really well. Michael Sarah, this, this part uh. was t- this was actually a part tailor-made for him. Yeah. yeah. Except for him not getting punched in the crotch. <laughs> no, Actually, he, he got punched he... in the crotch quite a bit. Yeah. Did he? Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, Quit I... looking at your shoes! <laughs> I actually bought him as an action hero. No, yeah. you didn't. It, it's, it's hard. It, believe it or not, I did. You I did. Was... You're lying. You no. Didn't. No, I, I I thought he was excellent in it. Uh, Liz Winstead was very good in it. Yes. Um... Oh, in the thankless role... <laughs> And Chris Evans. Chris Evans was in it. He was fun. Brandon Ralph. Brandon Ralph was my favorite of the evil boyfriends. Yeah. Because he was a vegan. So that gave him special superpowers. Yeah, so he accidentally ingests dairy or something like that. And like the, the vegan committee just revokes his card and he explodes into a bunch of quarters. Wow, that sounds hysterical. Oh, it actually is quite funny, Jimmy. Again, something you should check uh, out. I, I, just, I just don't like Michael Sarah that much. I just... There's a lot I don't like him in, but Arrested he Development... He plays the same thing! Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But Arrested Development, Superbad, and Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, I, I think, yeah. is, is perfect for him. I don't yes. like him in other stuff. Yes, like, he uh, has to be a super, super, super nerd. That's, I mean, that's the only thing he can play. Didn't care about him in Juno, but I didn't really oh, care about Juno. God. This was, I, I, I've got problems. Let's play some indie, let's play some indie acoustic mu- mu- music and everything will be alright. I personally think that this is the best movie that Edgar Wright has directed that didn't have um, Simon Pegg yeah, or, Simon uh, Pegg or, or Nick Frost in it. Agreed. It's I, actually the only movie he's done without Simon Pegg or Nick so Frost. My point stands. Then there you go. Excellent. Good job, Mike. Thank you. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. Number fourteen, Jim. Well, number fourteen to me is the movie that started the new genre of superhero movies. Uh, it's Batman. I've been dead once already. It's very liberating. You should think of it as uh, therapy. <laughs> Jack, listen. Maybe we can cut a deal. Jack. Jack is dead, my friend. You can call me Joker. Okay. The, 1989. 1989, the Michael Keaton version, Jack Nicholson. To me, this was the first, and you might disagree with me, this was the first time they actually took the acting aspect of the superhero movie seriously. Because, you know, super, you know, some of the Superman movies, men movies were good, but the acting was, I mean, you know, Gene Hackman was pretty good, but this was the first time where they actually said, you know, we need the villain to be in the, in the forefront. Oh, come on. What? Jack Nicholson was playing Jack Nicholson in Whiteface. And it was awesome. It, it wasn't was the awesome. Joker, though. It was Jack Nicholson. Right. Yeah, but, but what do you mean? But to Jim's point, though, 
We actually, up, up until Heath Ledger, we really identified the Joker as Jack Nicholson. In fact, in Kingdom... Because only two people have ever played the Joker. Well, well there was also um, okay, Cesar Romero. Romero. <laughs> um, hey, look. Just because the Joker had a mustache, he wouldn't <laughs> shave his mustache. Fine, we'll paint it. Boy, that'll look good. But you know what the funny thing is, though, Mike? In uh, Kingdom Come, mm-hmm. uh, Alex Ross actually made the Joker, who's only in like three or four panels, made him look identical to Jack Nicholson. He didn't look the part. No, not, no, not at, at all. At all. He did a real... I mean, every time you see... Jack Nicholson's always playing Jack Nicholson. He's very distinctive. Yeah. His, his mannerisms are very distinctive. Yeah. yeah. He did a good job of making... Portraying him larger than life. He out... The, it's the first time to me that the villain outdid the hero. And from then on, okay. that's what right. you tend to see now. I'll give you that. Tobey Maguire was pretty good as Spider-Man. He was outdone by... By Willem by Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. And Clearly, by Alfred, Alfred Molina. Molina. Alfred Molina, jeez. And by Thomas Hayden Church? No. And by Topher Grace? <laughs> I'm not saying every movie. <laughs> um, I, Spoiler, I, I, that's not on the list. <laughs> I, I enjoyed Batman. I mean, when I, when I go back and, and see Batman now, I actually think Batman Returns is a better Batman movie. No, it's not. But this is Batman. Um, it's also more of a, a Tim Burton movie than this yeah. one is. This one was a Tim Burton movie that had the weight of merchandising behind it. Yeah. Um, do you remember? I mean, I, I think I brought this up on our Batman podcast, but do you remember the teaser poster for Batman? Yes. Yeah. The bat emblem was so big it wouldn't actually fit in the uh, in the poster, and that's how I've always likened it. The movie was bigger than the actual poster itself. Yeah. Um, this was. Uh, oh, what's his name? You just said it. Tim Burton. Yeah, this was Tim Burton directing a DC character, as opposed to a DC character acting in a D- Tim Burton movie. Right. See, I don't agree. I think Batman Returns is far more of a Tim Burton movie. Well, that's, oh, I, no, that's what I'm saying. No. That's, what I'm saying. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you, 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 oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Well, then you just snow. I mean, now you're waiting for his Edward Scissorhands to come out and start carving something. <laughs> yeah, look! A flute! <laughs> Um, it, it's still a lot of fun to watch, yeah. even 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 with them having recast everything and you know having to kind of suffer through the Kilmers and the Clooney's, and then getting the Christian Bale. Uh, th- it's still it's still a lot of fun to watch. But has you have you ever seen a Batman mo- movie where Batman of the new one with Batman is the strongest aspect of it? Christian Bale is not the strongest aspect of the Batman movies at this point. The, the villains have been. I. You know what? I, I would agree with you if it weren't for the fact that Batman Begins um, really has Batman, you know, actually has Bruce Wayne really at the forefront. No, it was written incredibly well. Oh, there's yeah. that. But let's we're, we're getting far ahead of ourselves yes, here. I agree, I agree. Uh, let's move on. Oh. Like, oh, someone forgot to turn off their phone. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Okay. Let me take number 13. Number 13. Superman the Movie. He will not be alone. He will never be alone. You will travel far, my little Kalel. But we will never leave you. Even in the face of our death, the richness of our lives shall be yours. 
All that I have, all that I've learned, everything I feel, all this and more, I... I bequeath you, my son. You will carry me inside you. All the days of your life. You will make my strength your own. See my life through your eyes. As your life will be seen through mine. The son becomes the father, and the father the, the son. This is all I... All I can send you, Coel. Nineteen seventy-eight, really the one that started it all. Yeah, let's let's be completely honest about that. That was the first one with the big luxurious cast. Yep, of Marlon Brando, who could not <laughs> pronounce the word Kryptonian. Krypton, Kryptonian. <laughs> uh, Gene Hackman, who up until like the day before the camera started rolling, refused to shave his mustache. And Ned Beatty, fresh off of squealing on an Alabama pine tree. <laughs> Awesome movie. Now, Mike, um, you no, sent you sent this to me from Melissa about yes. Superman. Why don't you read that? I thought I thought that this was such a great quote from Melissa that I had to send it verbatim to him. He said, "My number one pick for this is Superman: The Motion Picture. It's not as deep or flashy as so many other super films out there, and it's a bit silly. But from the opening scenes with the narrative of a young boy sitting in front of his black and white television." This film doesn't pretend to be anything but what it is. It is a tribute to the golden age of comics with all the campy four-color fun. It's a good comic book movie before comic book movies really leaped off the page and onto the silver screen. I will completely agree with that. While I don't believe it's the greatest superhero movie of all time, this was in my top ten. Yeah. In my personal top ten. It was into my top fifteen. I think it's a fantastic movie. I thought that... You know, Christopher Reeve is, you know, obviously he is in the background to Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun. First of all, because if you, I mean, I was lucky enough to see it in the movie theater. And I was blown away by the fact that, yes, I could believe a man could fly. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, to the, I mean, to this day, he will always be remembered as... He will be the Superman. Yeah, because he portrayed it. He, he got what it meant to be both Clark Kent and Superman. Yep. Yeah. Here's my problem with it. Okay. Sorry, I'm going to be a downer here. Yeah, sure. go ahead. Um, and it's, it's it's minuscule because I agree with a lot of. I mean, it it is well acted. It's it does do a nice job of introducing the character. It definitely it's a very classic tale of a superhero. You know, you know, yeah. from his origins. Yeah. You know, straight on through to when he becomes a bon, you know, a, an established superhero. Every time I saw Margot Kidder, first of all, she looked like she was 40. Every time I saw her, I want to take a drag from a camel. She just looked like a walking cigarette. I could just see nicotine and crazy. She just was not remotely attractive enough for me. She wasn't. She just she just didn't look like, she looked like, God, she looked like Maud. I just couldn't, I couldn't take it. I just. I would agree. That she Even was, as a kid, I was like, yeah. "This is the hottie, really." <laughs> she was the weak part of that movie. Yeah. I, I mean, Superman. When she died, I'm like, "Oh, good move, <laughs> brilliant." Oh crap, he's flying backwards. <laughs> Damn it! 
and they I, saved her. Every time I every time I watch that movie, I always fast forward through that really sappy monologue she's got. I cannot watch that. Oh, all oh, the flying monologue. Yeah, it just. Do you think I can fly? Let's find out. Yeah. Drop her. And I'm sorry, but when he's flying, he's just holding her arm straight out. I'm like, wouldn't that break her arm? And wouldn't she <laughs> fall to her death? Well, the fact that he's an alien in in flight from yeah. change her gravity as he's flying with no. it. Maybe. Who oh, knows? Who okay. knows? I've heard a bunch of dumb explanations for why people don't understand, you know, can't figure out that Clark Kent is Superman. Yeah. Mike C actually brought up the greatest one of them all, which actually made my wife bury her head in her hands when he was like, "Oh, what he does is when he's Superman, he oh. kind of does a a quick little he moves his face ever so quickly so people can't recognize him." To be honest, I don't think that's Mike C's invention. I think that was actually straight from the comic books. Yes, but the fact that it came out of Mike C's mouth was just okay. as 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 silly. Okay. Um, and then it fell out of his uh, he fell out of his shoe lifts, and we all had a good laugh. Yeah. Okay. Um. Again, I love it. I actually watched the uh, the making of a couple days ago, and you know I get what you're saying, Jim, with with Lois Lane looking like a walking cigarette. Ah, but for some odd reason, I was just kind of like she kind of made sense watching the documentary. Not I, at all. All right. That's cool. No, you could have had, you could have had the fine acting skills of Leslie Ann Warren. It could have been Leslie Ann Warren. She auditioned I'm for sure, it. I'm sure. I'm sure Charo was available. Can I tell you what the depths <laughs> that they went through trying to find Superman? Um, and this is on the documentary, which is in the Box of Steel. Oh, it's a great documentary. The awesome Box of Steel, narrated by Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Mark McClure. Hi. I have done nothing since Back <laughs> to the Future. Um. Where they're showing, like, I guess, uh, I, I think one of the Salkind's uh, wives, she looked up while she was you getting a Russian mail order brides. <laughs> they're, uh, she's looking up at her dentist, like, you're Superman. So there's actually a screen test of this guy is Superman. He's got, like, the curly, uh, the curly 70s disco fro. Oh, the white nice. man, The white man's afro. So let me guess. Let me, let me get this straight. The Salkind's took inspiration from Ed Wood Jr. Pretty much. <laughs> My God, that head! <laughs> oh man, it's it, if you have not spent your hard-earned money on the box of steel, even if you get it standard def, you can, do I don't it. Think you can get that anymore. There's always Amazon and eBay. Yeah, okay. I, I love the box of steel. Yeah. In fact, I when I got the box of steel, I actually had to watch Superman's three and four. You know what? I have the box of steel. I have the Blu-ray of steel now. Yeah, <laughs> and I still have yet to watch. Every oh, time I can't get past the first half hour of Superman three because I just get because Richard Pryor's in it. I just always look back to that comic skip. He's like, "Ever had taken a crap when you look up your butt and say that <laughs> I'm gonna get?" And then I lose it and I have to turn it off. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I actually haven't watched Superman three since my parents rented it on the VCR back in like the early eighties. Oh my god! Because Watching it as a youngling back then, uh, and, and seeing that that woman being turned into the cyborg—that is the most one of the most terrifying things I remember as a I, child. It freaked the shit out of me, and I have yet to watch that movie. Who again. was the villain in that? Oh, that was Robert Vaughn. Was the villain? Oh, <laughs> then it must be good. <laughs> Teenage caveman. <laughs> hey, do you have legal troubles? I hire do. a lawyer. <laughs> hire. Mac. A lawyer. A lawyer. And you'll, you won't go to jail like me, Robert Vaughn. All right, we, we got to move on. This is, you know what, actually, real quick before we move on, you realize this is actually the first time we've talked about Superman the movie in 50 episodes? Wow. 
I'm pretty sure of that. We haven't had a Superman episode yet. No, we haven't. Uh, we really haven't had a superhero movie episode yet. We haven't had our gala... Which shocks me, by the way. We haven't had our gala Mark McClure uh, podcast yet, so... But that's coming. That's got to be on the way. I'm sure he's available for parties. He really is. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move... I'll give you 50 cents. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> let's move on. Number 12, Iron Man 2. You're only going to say this once. Get out. You don't deserve to wear one of these. Shut it down. Goldstein. Yes, Mr. Stark. Give me a fat beat to beat my body system. <laughs> I told you to shut it down. Which I was shocked how much love this got. And I'm not saying it is like, oh my god, that was a terrible movie. Why do people love it so much? Well, no, you're right. It, it's nothing special. It's good. It's it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's fine. Don't get me wrong. It's a fine movie. I think It's the is... first time I actually saw a movie with Mickey Rourke where he actually looked like he might have taken a bath. <laughs> <laughs> I Honestly, I think this movie mainly got so high because of Robert Downey Jr. love. Absolutely. Good. Okay, you know what? Yeah. Sorry, champagne fuzzy thing. Um, <laughs> he, Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. outdid the villain. Yeah. He's one of the few recent. He is. He's in my mind, if not the best actor on the planet, Wait. he's top three. Are you saying he didn't do better than um, Ironmonger? Oh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Oh, yeah. He sounded like he had caught in his mouth. <laughs> Tony. Um, I, actually, Jim, I remember when we were talking about Iron Man 2, back when we, we started doing the shills and we were talking about the movies we'd seen, when you, when you had seen Iron Man 2, you said that, that, that Mickey Rourke looked like he was wearing a Mickey Rourke mask. Right. <laughs> he was a fine villain. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, you know, you, you're right. Iron Man's a cool character. I mean, he did a good job as playing the part. Iron Man has one of the worst villains rogues Absolutely. you have ever seen. Absolutely. He's got a guy with a bunch of rings on his fingers. They're always vastly inferior to him. Doesn't in my he mind. have Stilt Man? No, that's Daredevil. Oh, okay. That's a good villain. <laughs> <laughs> I can reach high things. <laughs> can um, you? <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. Iron Man's got the worst rogues gallery out there. But the one villain that they do have, the Crimson Dynamo, yeah. didn't show up in this movie. And the villain is Russian. Yeah. How does that not happen? How do you go to Whiplash? And actually, I thought it was his. It was actually the the uh, the character's name is the same as Crimson Dynamo's name. Yeah. It was yeah. a montage. Yeah. Kind of like Nick Nolte in the Hulk. Yeah. So. He was Zax <laughs> or Zaz or whatever that was. Yeah. He it was, was Zaz, and he was also a drunken hobo. That's right. in Every other episode. <laughs> Here's the thing that Iron Man 2 really delivered on. It delivered on the fact that in two years from the time it was released, there's going to be an Avengers movie. Yeah. And you, you got it in space. Yay. Yeah, this... You got Captain America's shield. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Molinor. Molinor. Yeah. You got... Thor's hammer. Thank yep. You. <laughs> you got Nick Fury, like, as a regular character. You got the Hulk. 
You got the Hulk. You got a super hot Black Widow. That is very, yes. very important. The only one, you, in fact, the only. Although Molly Ringwald might have been a good one, a good redhead, because she, she's you know, no? she's a redhead. No. The, in fact, the only okay. the only Avenger that you didn't get was Hawkeye. That's true, and they hadn't cast him yet. Yeah, but you get him later on. Yes. Um, don't worry about it when they bring their crappy, like in the comic book when they have like the crappy Avengers, like the Swordsman. <laughs> what is your power? I have a sword. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why'd you get at the back of the bus? That's so <laughs> exactly. Mantis, you and uh, Josta, you guys just kind of go with them, okay? You're our uh, West Coast Avengers or something. We need an Avenger team in Anchorage. <laughs> um, I do. The one thing I like about uh, Iron Man 2 as well, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is phenomenal. Yep. They actually gave him a weakness in it the fact that the uh, Palladium was killing oh, him. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's in the comic book. I mean, I know the the arc light keeps the um, metal fragments away from his heart. That's right. act, that's real. Yeah. No, the palladium was a was a new. It yeah. was kind of like their version of alcoholism, I guess. They kind of wrap that up kind of quickly, though, don't you think? It was like you're dying. Oh, take put this on. Yeah, okay. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. Twenty minutes said to invent a new element. It was you good. It, it was good because it's incredibly well made. The actor is just. Top notch. I mean, you can't get any better unless Schneider from One Day at a Time came out of. He looked like Tony Stark. He does look like Tony Stark with a tool belt. Holy crap! <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's just nothing special. It's it's just it's a build up to the Avengers. It's a it's a fun superhero it movie. Absolutely, nothing yeah. more. It absolutely is. nothing right, more. Right. All right, uh, Jim, why don't you take uh, number eleven? Number eleven. Um, I'm going to be showing this to my children very soon. Nice Caligula. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> The Incredibles. Do you remember Thunderhead? Tall, storm powers. Nice man. Good with kids. Listen. November 15th, the 50A. <laughs> All was well, another day saved, when his cape snagged on a missile pen. Thunderhead was not the brightest ball. Stratogale, April 23rd, 57. Cape caught in a jet turbine. Hey, you can't generalize about this. Meta Man, Express Elevator, Diner Guy, Snag on Takeoff, Splashdown, Sucked into a Vortex, No Kicks! Actually, in The Incredibles is, is my favorite Pixar movie. Um, what I like about it is Disney does a good job of making kind of what our, our what was her name, Michelle? A listener talked about it. It's kind oh, of Alyssa. like a, Alyssa. 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 Sorry, sorry. Um, it, it it really harkens back to like a golden age of superheroes. It's really campy, but it's it's so much fun. It, I mean, the, the, the animation's fabulous. The the idea behind it, the the, the story, you know, how there's like almost it's, it's, it was almost like a predecessor up to the Civil War in Marvel right. comics. You know, there's like almost done, like a... done much better than Civil War in Marvel comics. I thought. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And this is quite honestly the closest the Fantastic Four gets to this list. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but Jessica Alvison. Oh, I understand no, that, but Jim, let, let's just put it this way. Let's just put this in perspective. We need a supervillain. I know the guy I got from mo- Nip Tuck. <laughs> I got more votes for Daredevil than I did for any of the two Fantastic Four movies. I think we only had one vote for the Fantastic Four movies. We got none, actually. Not Lanning voted for him. Lanning. Oh, Lanning! What the heck? Oh, I, don't know. I don't know who Lanning is. All right, Lanning's a co-worker of, yeah. of ours. A former co-worker of mine. Current co-worker of uh, Mike's. This is actually the only movie... The Incredibles is the only movie on this list that is actually not based on an actual comic book. Right. Well... Uh-huh. It's the only true superhero well, movie on it. Well, it is, but it is, but it isn't like the superhero power. Come the powers on. are... Ba- it is. Right. It it's, really right. is. It's, it, come on, watching that one, I, I thought that they should have given 
uh, Stanley uh, residuals for the Fantastic Four. Right, exactly. You know what I loved about this movie, though, was the um, the community of superheroes. Uh, it was really just like, oh, well, that guy was just an idiot. Oh, he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. No, no. It's the greatest name of a superhero ever. Frozone. That is awesome. It was Frozone Gazer Beam. <laughs> something, oh. something just occurred to me. Yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson appears on our list more than any other actor. I think you're right. Because he's in The Incredibles. Yeah. He's in almost every single uh, Marvel movie except for Watchmen. More I than mean, Ricardo um, Montalban? Amazingly, yeah. yeah. Huh. He, he wasn't in uh, Incredible Hulk. That's true. He wasn't. Um, Samuel I, L. Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, he wasn't. That's the only Marvel movie yeah. he was not in. Oh, that's right, because Tony Stark goes up Tony too. Stark yeah. and uh, William Hurt. That's right. What's um, your boggle? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I really, yeah, I, I'm with Jim. It's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Pixar movie. Oh, I, I tend to bounce around. It's definitely within my that top and three. Up, but anyways, that up and Wally, I think, are my three favorites. And Caligula. Well, yeah. Well, there is that. Yeah, those are my three favorites as well. Caligula. Well, yeah. You no, did! <laughs> That's top of my list, oh, really. No. I have actually never seen a movie where I said, man, there was far too much oh, nudity wait. in this movie. I'm sorry. Caligula was not based on a comic book. That's right. Oh, sorry. Disqualified. Um, sorry, Jim. Of course. Some, some comic book guys are hey, that's a great idea. <laughs> now, here's the funny thing about The Incredibles. They've made uh, sequels to Toy Story. They are making they, one. They, they, they are? They are. Thank Christ. They they, if they make a sequel for Cars, they better damn sure... Hey! Make a, yeah. I'll put you in a room with my son and he'll whoop your ass if you make fun of cars. We've had this conversation before, Mike. Yeah. Nikki loves cars. Nikki yeah. loves cars. He will kick your ass six Has ways to Sunday. Has he seen Cars too? Yeah, he didn't like it. Yeah, because it wasn't what he had on the DVD. <laughs> no. You know what the sick thing no, about... it's because the popcorn ran out. Oh, there's that too. Yeah, Scarlet's like that too. So, so is Andy. Yeah. All right, so why don't we uh, move on? All right, we're in the top ten. Number Woo. ten, Spider-Man. Yes, the 1990, no, 2002, sorry, yep. good lord. Sam Raimi? Yep, Tobey Maguire. I think, honestly, this is what reinvented the modern superhero movie. Well, it's certainly, yeah, it's certainly, um, made, because it was such a huge blockbuster, made all the, the producers say, hey, we gotta do superhero movies, so they started putting a cape on everybody and... Pretty much. Making a superhero. This, yeah. was, uh, this was the one where you you also could take 
kind of B-list actors. Well, Tony McGuire was. Oh, I guess he was sort of at the time, but Kirsten Dunst was a B plus. Well, she hadn't appeared in much since Interview with the Vampire. She was doing episodes of ER. That's okay. And Willem Dafoe was well. Willem Dafoe was in Shadow of the Vampire, but other than that, he you know, was he, also in Platoon. That's one well, of the he finest was. movies of all time. He was. one of the finest scenes of all time. Yes, but that was also sixteen years before. Don't care. Okay. <laughs> um. This, is, I think, is the first time... He was also in the Boondock Saints. Oh, God. Overrated. Hey, are you Irish? I'm Irish, too. Let's kill. <laughs> I think Spider-Man could very well be the first time in at least since the first Superman movie and the first two Batman movies where Marvel got the character right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, well, they hadn't really made a... They hadn't let, really made a... Decent movie other than uh, Punisher before this. Right, but let's look at what came out before she yes, uh, I like they it. haven't made a they <laughs> hadn't made a decent movie. Hey, the Thomas Jane Punisher was Ross. Yeah, but that was also that was after. That was, yeah, it was after. Really? Have you been drinking? Okay, oh yes, right, you have. have Never mind. You know, open bottle of champagne here. Oh good lord. Maybe I don't know if if, if Mike agrees with me though. I think Spider Man's the easiest character to get. You just to, to, to develop. You need a teenage an awkward teenage kid, basically. Yeah. Well, it looks like they're really messing it up with uh, Andy well, that, Garfield. Well, that's because he looks like a like a watermelon <laughs> on a toothpick. Good God! Hey, the spirit is willing. Who's the villain? The, flesh um, the, the uh, lizard. Reezy. Oh, great! <laughs> Reezy Fonz, who got arrested at Comic Con. Yeah. For guess what? Public drunkenness. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm fighting, I'm the, fighting the security. The thing is, before Spider Man, here's what you had for mainstream Marvel movies: uh, Blade, which I. Crap. Do not get why people love that movie so Crap, much. Crap, because it's a vampire movie. You can put a put Hello Kitty with so a bunch of vampires. Honest, and... It wasn't until like Blade Trinity when I realized, hey, this is actually based on a Marvel character. Exactly. I thought it was just Wesley Snipes being really right. kind of... Hey, but you know what famous. you liked? Hey, damn it. I liked Blade, but shit. Chris Christopherson died. What? He's back. He's back? <laughs> I, guess Convo- I guess Convoy 2 isn't coming out, huh? Um... But after Blade, though, it was X-Men. The first X-Men, which did not make this list, even though it was close, uh, because it didn't feel... It didn't feel like X-Men. It felt like Wolverine and his, his, his hangers-on. No. Too short. X-Men was a prologue to X2. It was not yeah. a full movie. Too but short. Spider-Man, they did it right. Yeah. Um, nerdy, nerdy outsider, bitten by a spider, gets superpowers, wants money, uncle dies, becomes superhero. Well, that's what I mean. Within it's the a... first 15 minutes of that movie, he is Spider-Man. And that's good. Fights um, William Defoe in a Power Ranger mask. See, I didn't mind the green... But I... for, for a number of reasons. One, did you see the video I posted on Facebook? No. Uh, with uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my God. Their Green Goblin essentially was trying to emulate Gene Simmons. But not Gene Simmons from the early 70s. You back mean he, he was a very Roman. poor bass player? Yeah, that too. Oh. oh, God, it was awful. But, I, you know, I didn't mind the mask because I don't think that you could have gotten away with an idiot in, like, a, an actual rubber mask. I, I think, think the, Sam Raimi could have pulled it off. I mean, you've seen Evil Dead. Yeah. No, Evil. what they should have done was gone with the ultimate comic books version of the Green Goblin where he is actually a mutate. Uh, he's, mu- he's a mutant. Right. He's mutated. Yeah. That's how you should have done it. I, I like what they did with Willem Dafoe. I really like what they did with Willem, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe was fine, but I didn't like 
I'm with with Mike on this one. He had a he was a, a, a Power Ranger. Yeah, yeah. I was okay. waiting for that real hot pink one to come running out <laughs> and squeeze him in the tush. Yeah, but it it was it was well done. Um, yeah, it's probably the best CGI comic book character I've ever seen. You know, with him swinging around yeah. and you know swinging around doing flips and then landing. You know, with his fingertips splayed out. You know? Right. But I thought it was it was it was the best use of CGI I've seen in a superhero movie, except for Megaforce. <laughs> I, I think that it was good CGI. I think it wasn't it for wasn't, the time, though. Yeah, for the time, it was good. But he, um, Sam Raimi, really kind of busted his chops with that one, and they he got it right in the second one. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah because it was th- three, two or three years later. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, hmm. yeah, it's but I mean, that was better. the first right. really. That was the first really CGI. It was the Sam first Raimi time, really but did. I think it's one of the first times that I've seen a CGI movie where. You didn't look at it and say, "Oh, that's CGI." Exactly. Yeah. It looked exactly. it looked pretty good. Yeah, I agree with that. Seamless. Yeah. All right. It was. No, it was good. Okay. It's um Let's let's uh let's move on. Number 9, X-Men First Class. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lynchrock. Tell Xavier, go fuck yourself. Now this one, I loved. I loved but again, it. Oh, yeah. my favorite surpri- movie. This summer. I'm surprised how much it got, how much love it actually got on this list. It, it's the best movie. It's my favorite movie of the summer. It might be, and it, you guys can, because you know I I read a lot of X Men, in, in in comic books in general, I guess. But it's the finest casting of a villain I have ever seen. Absolutely, Michael Fassbender was awesome. I agree. That was awesome. He's not going to obviously, but I'd like to see him get a nomination. I agree because he wasn't the villain. Well, Magneto was Bacon was the villain. Magneto, right? Well, he's going to be later he, he on. Was, but Magneto he, is 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 in my mind the finest comic book character villain of all time because he's not a true villain. There's so he's many an layers to him. He no, is Charles he's, Xavier's antagonist. No, but he's got so many layers behind him. When you read the the, the origins behind him and you see what he went through, you understand. Yeah, you understand right. it. I I, I agree. It, it was such a Unbelievable casting. He was perfect. Kelly Cass's absolutely. Though. But let's not forget James McAvoy. Yeah, he was let's good. not forget Kevin Bacon. Oh, and let's not forget January. Jones. Oh God, <laughs> January in leather. She can't oh. act her way out of a paper bag. That's God not true. She's she looked, good. She looked good. As long it. as you give her a cigarette, give her a fag, <laughs> and she's good. She this. No, I don't know. But I've been thinking about this, and when I get the movie on Blu-ray, I'll, I'll kind of watch it a little further. I was wondering this when we were comparing this to uh, Green Lantern. Because I've, I've said that the, the performances in Green Lantern are pretty much what could have killed the movie. Yeah. The performances in, what, in X-Men First Class may have saved the movie. Well, however... Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it this way. Beyond uh, Mystique, who... Can you name a favorite um, character of the, of the kids? Oh, Havoc. Really? I loved Havoc. I loved Ban- uh, Banshee. The black I, dude who died real quick. I, <laughs> I Honestly, I think Beast was the best one. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Well, he just had a, a more sympathetic storyline. Uh, he also... But... It, and this was what amazed me. Because I remember reading... First reading the synopsis about this going, this is going to be... craptastic. This yeah. is going to suck. It does not follow the, the, the story at all. No. Very, very... They went... 
the Cuban Missile Crisis had nothing to do with the Cuban Missile Crisis. That I, I mean, it's the period when the, when the X Men were first big, when they first came out in 63. 63. Yeah. 63. And I understand why they did it, but it was so well acted. Even the, and, and the effects weren't great. It's it's the finest acted superhero movie from top to bottom that yeah. I've ever seen. I'm not saying it's the greatest performance ever, although Michael Fassbender was awesome. Michael Fassbender, yeah. I thought he was he was awesome in that that scene. I can't in wait for the next one. I cannot wait for the next one. I, I'm dying to see what they want to do with it. And I and hope he jo- I hope he goes to Woodstock and kills hippies. <laughs> the only way that they could make the second one better, more time for Michael Ironside. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I forgot he was in that. Yes, he was the. He was a, because know, let me tell you something. General. If you guys think the gay volleyball scene carried <laughs> Top Gun, you are wrong, sir. Yeah, I, actually, you know what? Be he great was if Tom Skerritt's rump swab. <laughs> if Azazel actually like rips off his, the, the, the Michael Ironside's general's arms and then just says, yeah. "See what the potty ripped up." That's what the brilliant. It's one of the, the. It was so well written. I can't. I mean, think about Azazel. I mean, they just took a bunch of the X Men characters. Threw him in a box, shook him up, and just spilled him out in the in the, in the table. And said, "Okay, we're gonna and put it, him here and here and, and here." It and worked. it was brilliant. It, it was worked. Awesome. It was like Scrabble. Right. Shake it up, rolled out the dice, and see who who landed. It back. was awesome. I would. I can't wait for that to come out on DVD. Yeah, yeah. I am. That is sorry. that is sitting naked by the TV with a cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim. What's shake number eight? Uh, number eight is a new one. It, the, the newest one on the it's list. It's the newest yeah. one on the list. And got a lot it of is, love. It is Captain America: The First Avenger. I took the liberty of coming up with some options. This one's fun. She's been fitted with electrical relays that allow you to... What about this one? No, no, that's just a prototype. What's it made of? Vibranium. It's stronger than steel and a third the weight. It's completely vibration absorbent. How come it's not a standard issue? That's the rarest metal on Earth. What you're holding there, that's all we've got. You quite finished, Mr. Stark? I'm sure the captain has some unfinished business. What do you think? Yes, I think it works. My thought about it was, and Andy actually brought up a really good point, so mark your calendars. Yeah. Um... And I liked what he thought he said about this, and he said it about Thor as well, that the female love interest wasn't some silly little damsel damsel in distress, and it's true. They were, you know, strong characters, strong, tough women who were integral to the part, not just as somebody to be rescued. They weren't a Willie Scott. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Not a a Willie Scott. Um, I thought it was... I I, I like the fact... I like the concept of it. I like the fact that it was... um, it was taken. It took place in World War Two. Yeah, I like the fact. I, I love the Red Skull as a villain. I thought Hugo Weaving was a brilliant cast. Oh, Absolutely. Um, and it was it was well done. I you know what's funny? The thing that was kind of a drawback for me. I don't know if you guys agree. I actually was a little disappointed in the fighting choreography because I thought it was just punch, kick, swing, shield, punch, kick, swing, shield. I like to see a little bit more CGI where he does flips and. Right, kicks people in the but you face. Know, and... I think a lot of that had to do because a lot of that fighting was done in montage. That um, I felt that just kind of encapsulated how they used to fight in nineteen forties movies. Well, well, there you no, go, but, you no, Nazi. I was going to say, what's going to go say and kick him in the face? Don't go to the Nickelodeon for a <laughs> phosphate. 
I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I think this is my favorite comic book movie. Actually, my favorite movie of the summer. I like it more than X Men First Class. I understand. All right. It was really well, and I understand why it was you fantastic. Liked it. Joe Johnson, by the way, was the perfect person to direct this. Yeah. Um, he directed The Rocketeer. He directed Radio Flyer. He does. He's done a lot of 1940s era. Say, stuff. He does a really good job of catching and uh, catching that specific era. And 40s, he did a great job. Thirties. Well, especially the USO stuff. Yeah. The USO stuff was fantastic. Which could have really been a throwaway bit. Was was awesome. And yeah. the fact that he you know punched out Hitler two hundred <laughs> times. Well. <laughs> And I love when they were handing out the, the Captain America comic books. It was actually the it was the actual yeah, number one. It was the all American comics Captain America yep. was punching a cross-eyed Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah. I, I I really enjoyed this movie, and obviously this is the the tie that binds the Avengers together. Right. This was the last thing that they put out before the Avengers well, because comes out Captain next year. America is the linchpin of the Avengers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean it was. I, I mean. If you read the first issues of the Avengers before Captain America, they're actually not particularly well done. No. And then they do the Captain America, which that issue actually for 1964, I think it came yeah. out. Yeah. It was 64. It's it's actually well done. And then they reverted back and had him fight the Space Phantom or something <laughs> like that. But oh. I mean, I think out of out of every single member of the Avengers throughout the entire lineup, he's been he's been in it. More Iron. than any other character. Yeah, no, he's an Iron Man. Yes, Iron Man's the, Iron Man is the, is is a class is is he's never left. Iron Man has never left. He's always been an Avenger. He is to me. He is the ultimate Avenger. Captain America is because every time you see a picture of it, it's always him in the front with the right. shield running yeah. out, yeah. screaming out Avengers Assemble. Because you don't want to Iron Man. Shield the Iron Man is the quintessential right. Avenger. Right. Now, Chris Evans, by the way, could have made a break, made or broke that movie. I thought he was fantastic. He made it. Yeah, he did a good job of being kind of Dudley Do-Rightish. He, he, right. he actually captured Steve Rogers perfectly. But even the, even the, the very beginning, when they made that first act about skinny Steve Rogers, right? That was that was what drove the rest of the movie and made you believe in Captain America. The finest use of CGI I've seen to date. By oh, the way. oh, that was yeah. that was awesome. I mean, it, it was seamless the way is it. I thought it was just gonna like look like his, his head was too big for yeah. his body, but yeah, not he, molded it perfectly. No, it was excellent. Yeah. Actually, it was funny, too, when he became, you know, when he became Captain America, the roided out freak. Uh, <laughs> um, I the, picked the, things up and put them down. <laughs> the first guy that he beat up, my celebrity uh, doppelganger. Really? Richard Armitage, yeah. Oh, yes. Anyone, anyone follow me on Facebook. Uh, kind of back like during Armitage. the, well, yeah, during the, during the pick your celebrity uh, doppelganger, I actually picked Richard Armitage, who's a Favorite of a lot of British t- television shows. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Glad Did, I'm sitting down. Didn't your Get wife out. do... Um, she, she did a uh, gymnast, right? What? I think your wife did a gymnast as her... No. Mm. What are you talking about? Mary Lou Rett? There was like... No, 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 no. There was a... a cele- oh, Facebook oh, had like their, their oh, celebrity oh, now it's a Sasha Cohen. Yeah. So, and then after after a few weeks of Richard Armitage, I switched it to uh, Jack Porkins from the first Star Wars movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. All right. Let, let's move on. Yeah. Number seven, Mike. All right. Number seven, X2, X-Men United. There's something different about Mr. Laurier. Yeah. I was having a good day. No. No, it's not that. Sit down. No. 
Sit your ass down. What could it be? What are you doing? Too much iron in your blood. Mr. Lorio never trusts a beautiful woman, especially one who's interested in you. Um... Out of, and let, let's just for a second say that X-Men First Class is a reboot. Okay. Which, in reality, outside of Hugh Jackman, it is. It kind of is, yeah. Um, this is very well the best X-Men movie ever. Easily. And well, it's it's oh, not that hard. Cause it's one not was, even close. One's, one was Mets of Mets, and three was just dog well, shit. It was craptastic. <laughs> it was awful. X-Men and you know Origins what? Wolverine. Can I just... Oh, God. I don't think that was that bad. Don't count that. Please. No, but you know something, though? This is why I hate the third X-Men. I hate it. I had been... That is my favorite story arc of all time in all comic books is the Dark Phoenix saga. Finally, it comes to movie. It comes to the silver screen. I went to a drive-in... I sat through that stupid movie with Uma Thurman and she threw a shark through the window. You know what I'm... <laughs> oh, my, my, my girlfriend's... My bitchy that's... girlfriend's a superhero. Yeah. I sat through that. I couldn't wait to see it, and it was garbage. It was so bad. They didn't capture anything. Yeah. Okay, we can get. We can. All right, we can move on. I, I've actually said this to Andy a few times. Is you know the end of X, the end of X two. You've got you know flying. It's flying over the lake. You see the image of the phoenix. I didn't you're, see that. You ruined it. <laughs> you're getting so pumped. You're like, oh god, I can't wait to see what happens. And then you get X three. Yeah. What what are they the, the thing is is that that last shot made collective millions of nerds nationwide on opening weekend lactate. Yeah. It was that it was that cool. Yeah, when they showed the Phoenix and the, uh, yeah. the, 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 the Oh yeah, that was that was awesome. But let's just get back to the actual movie X2. What I well first of all, this is actually based on one of my favorite kind of unknown stories. Oh yes. Uh, God Storm Love Man Kills. Yeah, yeah, Striker. With awesome. And they changed the character striker from a reverend, like a telev- televangelist, he's, he's to, military. to a military guy, a black which, ops which guy. They actually, the by, well, you know what, though? That was my problem with it because I loved that story arc. Oh, I love that story arc. With him being a telev- televangelist. And if you've been reading the X Men going forward, they're an X Factor. Um, they've, I mean, they've warped it around, but it was a great storyline. It was a great right. start to what I think is was one of the first main. Salvos in the mutant wars, you know, when they really started, yeah, being well, racist. I, yeah, but I think as as far as the whole story goes, it makes more sense. Yeah, the stop that. What? <laughs> um, I, but they kept a lot of the the cool stuff from God Loves Man Kills in this. They kept the uh, using Cerebro to kill mutants mm. by you know making their noses bleed and stuff. Now I got a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, throw them in the box. But you know what they did? You know what character they did an awesome job with? And this this could have gone either way, realistically, was Nightcrawler. Yeah. The casting was perfect. Alan Cumming was perfect for Nightcrawler. Yeah, except yeah. he was supposed to be a peckerhead on the screen, so they never asked him back. <laughs> you know what? We don't need Nightcrawler. Yeah, no, we're, we're good. Brett Ratner's taking over, and um, we're going to do the Phoenix Saga now. <laughs> was you Brett know? Ratner Nightcrawler? No, Brett Ratner directed number three. But Wait a minute, the guy from... No, Brett Ratner, the guy who directed Rush Hour and Rush Hour Two and Rush Hour oh. Three and Rush and Hour 4. Four. I was thinking of the guy who did um, 
who's on my was it my best friend? No, was it How I Met Your Mom? Oh, Josh Radnor. Yeah, sorry, yeah, no, wrong per completely wrong person. He would have been awesome though. This is the first time when Wolverine actually gets to work as a leader. Yeah, of the team. And he's he not. That's the thing someone. though. He's not a leader of the team. Right. He's not a leader at all. I. You know what? I honestly though. I wanted to see more of Colossus in X2. Because yeah. he had like one good scene with him, and he's really cool, and then you never see him again. I wanted more. Well, the, the, the thing with that was they actually did CG for that, which was wise, because in X3 they made a costume, which looked yeah. stupid. They just... Yeah, I don't know. You know, you know what's funny? I, I, I've always loved X2. I've always felt this is this is one of the best superhero movies ever. When, but every time you talk about X2, you always bring up X3. Oh, you have to. As like the, it, it's so it. good because X3 is so awful. What a disappointment that was. Yeah, it was. X2, though, I, I loved. The, my, my, sadly, my memory of the movie, though, was I went to go see it like two days later. I'm sitting, watching some TV, and my cell phone rings. It's my boss from work. Like, what the hell does he want? Pick, you know, he answers the phone. Dino, hey, what's going on? What the fuck do you mean? Jean Grey dies. <laughs> All right, do I need to loan you my my X Men Essentials so you understand what's going on? Shonda <laughs> Jansen's a good casting, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, I, I didn't like her in the first movie, and I hated her in the third movie. But that that second movie, she was awesome. It, it should be more the fact that what the fuck, Jean Grey doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he I, wasn't a comic book nerd. He just wanted to go see the movie because it was an action movie. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Number six on the list: Spider-Man Two. Cool Spidey outfit. Thanks. Where'd you get it? I made it. Hmm. Looks uncomfortable. It gets kind of itchy. It rides up in the crotch a little bit, too. This was in my top three, I might add. Oh, yeah. well, I think I guess everybody is... should change your mind now. Yeah, exactly, it's in my top five. Um, yeah. Seriously, this this and X two are, are are prime examples that sequels tend to in superhero movies tend to be better I than th- their originals. Honestly, I think this is probably one of the most well reviewed movies on this entire list. The, before the Dark Knight, better than the Crow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Before oh. the Dark Knight, the first actual like best picture talk. For a, super, for a superhero movie was super Spider-Man 2, but that's when they just had the five. Right. And that was that was 2004. If they had ten, it would have made yeah. the list. That was, that was a million-dollar baby year, so whatever. Um, oh, it was way better than a million-dollar baby year. That the was The thing about this movie, the Spider-Man 2, that I thought was just the bee's knees was the fact that they really, really made you feel bad for hating the villain so much. Yeah. Oh yeah. They gave him Apple such Molina? a sympathetic arc. It's like, okay, well here's my wife. Oh, we're so in love. Let's hold hands. Oh, she's dead. Now I'm a villain. And now these these arms are taking control of me. It's not my fault, it's the arms. Yeah. You know what my problem with it is? 
What's that? Dr. Octopus is one of my least favorite villains. He's one of mine, too. He looked like Waldo with <laughs> mechanical arms. You know, I just... It was a... like Alfred, Alfred Molina was purple, perfect. Purple. Perfect as Octa- Dr. Yeah. Octavius. He was excellent. Um, you know, those movies... You know, that movie, you know, it was, it was well done. It was well cast. It was well acted and all that. I just would have rather seen somebody else. Okay, well, another villain. Yeah, another I mean, villain. I'm just not you, a huge... But the thing is, though, is that... I understand he's... Besides the Green Goblin, he, Dr. Octopus is... Is the number two. That's number like bringing two. the Penguin into the second Batman movie. It's like, what about it's, it's, Man Bat? <laughs> huh? Well, they didn't bring in the Shocker. That well, guy's... that stupid werewolf that <laughs> went to the moon and for some reason turned into a werewolf. He was good. Was Man Wolf. Man yeah, Wolf. Man Wolf. But they had his character in there. Yeah. James Jameson or whatever the hell yeah, his name was. Jonah Jameson. You know what would have been funny if they gave him a little Hitler mustache, too? That would have been funny. <laughs> uh, it's actually J. Jonah Jameson's uh, best role in all three movies. Yeah, yeah now he's doing you know, farmers, farmers Insurance commercials. But that line that he has about, oh, a guy named Octavius gets up with eight limbs. What are the odds? <laughs> Um, it's just, it's so much, it's fun to watch, uh, but the, uh, the emotion, the emotional level on that's, it's huge. Yeah. You know, he comes clean to Aunt May about, you know, what, what really happened to Uncle Ben. Mm. Um, the whole thing with Dr. Octopus. And even, you know, when, when, when Octavius finally decides to, you know, he's not going to die a monster. Right. That's just, that's, that's some heavy stuff yeah. for a superhero movie. No, I agree. And to me... The most important aspect of it, and you're right, that the emotional aspect of it was huge. The fact that they seem to be moving the storyline is, what I liked was James Franco didn't seem stoned. Well, there's that. There is that. I mean, now, because you can't do a movie without him, without him looking stoned. Right. (laughs) Honestly, the only, the only thing I have against Spider-Man 2 is that he is so frigging angsty all throughout the movie. Oh, I'm drunk, you killed my father. I know that's I know that's how like Spider uh, Peter Parker is usually in the comics, yeah. but he, they just amped it up. To I think that's just Tobey Maguire. I think that's just him. He just seems to be tweaking all the time. I've seen a bunch of movies. Obviously, I've seen a lot of movies with him. He always seems to be. It always seems like he has a fresh piece of crap in his mouth. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on, Jim. You want to take number five? Sure. You know I. Andy and I used to hang out with this guy named Bernie who used to beat us up with sticks in the middle of winter. And what he used to say to us before he would hit us with said <laughs> sticks was, kneel before Zod. So, uh, Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. General? Would you care to step outside? Superman! Superman, thank God. I mean, get him! Come to me, son of jor Kneel before Zod! Um, you know why this was a, this was this high up? Because it's, I think most people who are into this type of thing, this is your first consciousness of watching a superhero movie. When did this come out, Angel? Like 81, 81. This is 30 years old. It's 30 years old. It's when you first start, you know, guys our age first start remembering movies in detail. Um... What I liked about it simply was they actually had it was one of the first it's one of the only, it's the only super Superman movie where you actually fought villains 
who were stronger than he was. I know it's a very simple thing to say. I know it's a very simple reason wait, wait, to like wait. it, but it, it gave it some credence. How many times can Lex Luthor trick him into walking into a bear trap laced with kryptonite? <laughs> I mean, how often can that You're happen? You're forgetting about the Atomic Man. That's right, Mark Pillow, the Atomic Man in uh, the Superman <laughs> 4. He could punch him. What? Asshole of an Asian said, Okay, I know your name is Mark Lipschitz. Let's go with Pillow. That'll grab everything. I just see you playing the new Rhett Butler pretty soon. <laughs> what an idiot. But no, it was good. You know why it was good? Because it had. Good, it really actually had a real good vil- rogues gallery. It had three good villains. Okay, the mute was stupid, but... None. None. <laughs> no, but you actually had like a Shakespearean trained actor. Terrence Stamp. He was a little over the, a little over the, the top, but there's so many great... Lines uh, in that movie. Kneel before Zod. Why do you tell me this when you know I will kill you for it? <laughs> Things. I mean, it's. It, what I also liked about it too, when uh, at the end of it, when President E. G. Marshall is sitting in the <laughs> Oval Office with you know the roof still ripped out of it, because you know I could just see Barack doing that right now, sitting. You know, oh, the birds are shitting on me, but I'm still the president. I need to be here. Superman shows up and says, I'll never leave again. And then they do Superman Returns and he laughed. <laughs> he says he never lies. He lies. Oh, he, he lies. lies. But it was, it was Kent. He lies every single fucking day. No, but, you right. know what's good about you know You know what? And I'll leave it with this. The villains are dressed like Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk. They are dressed as disco-tastic as they would have been had it been filmed in 1977, which it was. Hey. This was the Saul Kynes directing, you know, they, they, they did the thing like they did with the Three Musketeers and the Four Musketeers movies. Shoot them back to back. Hey, you cannot tell me that they would have had um, Catwoman dressed in black leather if there hadn't first been Sarah Douglas in black leather. Maybe, maybe not. I think black, le- black leather on shapely chicks is a classic look. I don't Douglas think we needed Sarah Douglas. I said Susanna York. I was wrong, <laughs> by the way. Sarah Douglas did it very well, though. All right. Come on. She did. Yes. She, right. And they sat there going, we need a hairstyle. Who's hot these days? Who, the, who do the kids like? That Pat Benatar's good. <laughs> <laughs> what I, about I, the headband? No, no headband. All right. I brought this up a couple of times, and all right, you, I'll just bounce this off you guys. Okay. When Superman is depowered, and they stop at that roadside diner, yes. and that guy just be, you know beats the living crap out of uh, Clark Kent, you know, fine. When he comes back at the end of the movie, you know, fully powered as Superman, and beats the shit out of the guy, doesn't that make Superman the biggest dick known to man? No, because he didn't use his heat vision. Oh, well, there, there's that. He could have melted the guy's face yeah, he off. He could have melted it. Right. He didn't. We could have had an Indiana Jones thing all over again, but they didn't. So right. give him some, give him a break. Okay. Let's talk about the actual Richard Donner's cut. Now, Jim, have you actually seen the Richard Donner's cut? I've seen most of it. All yeah. right. Um, I read a very interesting review recently about this where you can't really blame Richard Lester for the state of some of the silliness of Superman 2. Right. But going back and looking at Superman 3 and then going back and looking at Superman 2, you can definitely see what needed to be cut. Yeah. Like when uh, the three Kryptonian villains are using their super breath. And, you know, of course, there's that guy on the roller skates, like, just, just getting blown backwards. Well, and, I mean, if it was now, it'd be rollerblades. And they come out with, like, a McDonald's with the French fries and something, you know, all the burgers start flying By the, the way, way, could you see a movie in the 80s that you didn't have some hipster with a ghetto blaster oh, yeah. attached to his eardrum? Man, far out! Hey, do you guys like Blue Oyster Cult? I do! <laughs> Here's the thing, also. The Richard Lester version, when um, 
Lois Lane find you know figures out that Clark Kent is Superman. Oh yeah, is the most ridiculous way ever. Let's have Superman trip and fall down. Yeah. Hey, there Clark, we go. Hey Clark, your hand isn't burnt. Well, you got me, Lois. I'm Superman. I liked it. You know what I liked about it too? Like, wow, they really spent. They really, you know, spent the big bucks for our room. Look, it's a fake polar bear. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in the Donner cut, which is mainly like screen tests and stuff like that, they actually have a somewhat legitimate way of her figuring out that yeah. he's Superman. It shows her being an investigative reporter instead of a. Wow, you just burnt. You're not burnt. Okay. You will. Okay, Lois. I happen to be in the right place at the right time. Your, your suspicions have been correct all along. I'm Superman. Now, did the guy who played Non, did he win Best Actor that year? Uh, he or was did he not, just nominated? actually. Actually, I think the last movie I saw him in was Dragnet. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> the last movie I saw him in was uh, Cheap Seats on... Um, no, no, sorry. Can, can oh, we move really? on now? Right, that yeah. was Bill Berge. Let's move on. Number four. Number four. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, honestly, I, I think this is one of my favorites, too. Batman Begins. Take this guy. Armed robbery, double homicide. Got a taste for the theatrical, like you. Leaves a calling card. never said thank you. And you'll never have to. Yep. Oh, wow. I mean, this this one really took Batman and it showed him an entirely different light. Well, and you know, exactly. No, I, I, you finish up, but I, I will. I, I mean, and Christian Bale showing what, what a man has to do to become Batman. Yeah. This is the very essence of a what a reboot is. Yeah. Well, it was the first reboot. It, I don't know if it was really the first reboot, but it's the first successful reboot. Superman Returns had happened before that. Uh, no, no, it, it didn't. didn't. Huh? came out the year after. Jeez, how much have you been drinking tonight? Yeah. Just uh, have a glass of champagne. Oh, my I God. think he's been freebasing. But the thing is, like, Superman Returns isn't even a reboot. It's the, let's yeah. just forget that 3 and 4 happened. Right. Yeah. Batman Begins. That was a that was a true continuation. Really? Oh, well, Batman Begins was like they were paying you interest for Batman Forever and Batman uh Batman and Robin. Right. They took what made Batman popular. Frank Miller. Yeah. Frank Miller did Dark Knight Returns, the Night Returns. He did Returns Batman again. Year 1. Batman Year 1. Those are some of the most successful In my mind it's it's one of it's one of my favorite comic book arcs of all time. Your one? Really gritty, you know, really dark. Because that's what Batman is. Batman, I, anytime I see a story with Batman, he's got the little yellow emblem on his yeah. chest. I don't like it because it's Super Friends. <laughs> um, How can you be, you know, the terror that flaps in the night if you've got yeah. Dayglow on your... On or it was stupid. He's helpless without his utility belt. Well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks for spending the time researching Hanna-Barbera, you assholes. <laughs> um, but what they... They did. They really captured the essence of that. Everything was dark. Everything was gritty. Mm. You know, they even were smart and they said, hey, you know, the Joker's real popular. No, no, no. Let's not use the Joker. Let's use the Scarecrow. Maybe he's third or fourth villain. And then right. we use Ra's al Ghul. Who and was it, fantastic. And that, I think that's the only way you could ever capacitate Ra's al Ghul in that well, continuum. Well, yeah. And they did a good job. To, that's Ra's al Ghul. That, 
his name was only his name was Ras Al Ghul, and, and it was in name only. He really didn't follow the character that closely. Which is who cares? Fine. It didn't matter. Which is fine. Didn't matter. It was the League of Shadows. They they mentioned that. That's fine. It really captured an essence that I like in my in my comic books. It, yeah. I like that dark, gritty. You know, every time he's walking down the street, you're expecting to hear a saxophone. <laughs> you know, and flashing lights. I really like that dark, gritty look. The other thing with with Batman Begins, though, is that it really set the trend of the realistic styled superhero. Yeah, this was this was ground level. This was street level superheroes, where you know everything had a point. Everything made sense. The mask. In order to conceal who he was, they put together two different parts of masks to build that one mask. Yeah, and they they ordered the parts from like multiple different sources. Right. And they ordered in bulk so that it couldn't be, you know, it, it looks, couldn't be traced looks, back to him. It made sense. Yeah. The um all all the gadgets and the I mean, for God's sake, the Batmobile. Yeah. Was, you know, essentially a uh, rejected, we- you know, military weapon. It was like a hovercraft. Yeah. I think that this is Probably the best possible way to do an origin story. Absolutely. Yeah, it took about an hour to get to the actual character. Didn't matter. But it didn't, didn't matter. matter. No. I mean, there was stuff like the Hulk, where the, you know, we go keep going back to Ang Lee's the Hulk. It took an hour for him to actually appear as the Hulk, and nobody gave a shit. Because... And everybody just sat there and looked at that going, Josh Lucas is the lovable guy from Sweet Home <laughs> Alabama, and they killed him? Assholes. <laughs> Damn you, Ang. I mean, it shows if you don't care about the character, and I mean, Christian Bale portrayed him perfectly. Yeah. If you don't care about uh, the, but yeah. if you don't care about the character, it doesn't matter how soon you get to the superpowers or the super suit. It doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. And I thought they just they did a great job just building the entire character from yeah. scratch. But it was a good story. It was an it was a really interesting. It was a well thought out. It wasn't just like ah, some bad people are doing dastardly things. You know, it was. It was cool. It was like, you know how the way they were they were they were tapping the water supply, and you know how and the reasons why they were behind it. You know, it was almost like an old biblical Holy context. Holy Wander Batman! <laughs> oh god, it's 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 one of my favorites. It's, yeah, it's yeah. right and, up yeah, there. and up until the behind last the three fandom. years, this could very well be the yeah. best superhero movie ever. Yeah, behind the Phantom. Well, there is, yeah, behind the Phantom, of course, but, you know, right. Purple Billy's... is so slimming on Billy Zane's. <laughs> Billy Zane's spare time. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Number three. This was a bit of a surprise how high this is on the list. I'm not arguing at all. No. Uh, I really enjoy this I think movie. it's just because it's new and fresh in people's minds. Right. Sorry. Four. Get the first aid kit. Do me a favor and don't be dead. Whoa, does he need CPR? Because I totally know CPR. Where did he come from? You alright? Yeah, we can tell you're hammered. It's pretty obvious. Oh my god, Eric, look at this. We have to move quickly before this all changes. Jane, we have to take him to the hospital. He's fine, look at him. I know you can hear me. Open the Bifrost. Hospital, you go. I'll stay. You, what realm is this? Alfheim? Dornheim? New Mexico? You dare threaten me, Thor, with so puny a What? He was freaking me out! Yeah. I thought Thor... And, and, and the truth be told, the three superhero movies that came out from Marvel this year, I think I might actually like equally. Mm. 
there were things I liked about them and there were things I didn't like about them. But for the most part, all three of these movies, X-Men, Captain America, and Thor, were fantastic movies. Yeah. Thor might be getting the nod here because it's so different from anything else on this list. Oh, in yeah. terms of... Kenneth Branagh. It's a god. Yeah, and it's... Well, no, but Superman has godlike powers. He's got godlike powers, yes, but it's I mean, not an actual god. I think what's what really kind of sets Thor apart is that it's it's almost like a Shakespearean drama with superpowers. Huh? Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely well, are right. Are you saying that? Are you saying that just because Branagh directed it? No, I mean, well, I mean that helps. But if you look at, I mean, it's it's got like it's got the betrayal. It's got brothers against you know Brother fathers. Against, yeah, it's, it you know helps. Um, the, the 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 prodigal son learn, looking for redemption, learning humility. It's, it's almost like King Lear, right? And out of I mean, really, let's let's just kind of look at the list that we've gone through so far. How many of these movies were really kind of defined by their directors? Um, Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Nolan really defined that. Yeah. Um, Superman Two. I mean, for God's sakes, Richard Donner's name is in the title. Captain America, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson, I think, made, was the perfect person to direct that. But for everything else on this list, and okay, Batman. Yeah. Tim Burton. Most of the movies on this list are not really defined by their directors, whereas Thor was, I think, heavily defined by its director. I mean, it didn't hurt that he had an awesome cast. I think Chris Hemsworth was perfect. Yeah. For that role. Yeah. Um, Natalie Portman was excellent as Jane, Jane Foster. Tom Hiddleston was awesome as Loki. And, I mean, Odin? Odin, yeah. Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins was, yeah. Anthony Hopkins, well, Anthony Hopkins has been playing the same character he's been playing for the last five years. I'm grumpy, and I'm a god. Yes. Now, you saw Be- Beowulf, right? No. Nah, he was all right. Virtually the same character as he was in Beowulf. No. Um, I thought, you know what, I actually, what parts I liked about, because, I, you know, I, I do tend to like Norse, Norse mythology. I like the battles with the Frost Giants. I thought they did an interesting concept with the Frost Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I will also say, probably out of all of the movies here, this was the best looking. As far as, like, the set design. Yeah. I, gorgeous set. I, I mean, yeah, when they were in Asgard and they were in... Right. That was just... But by virtue of it being so different from anything else that we've really covered on this list, uh, a lot of these movies are just, like, gritty, greasy street movies. Yeah, okay. You know, like Batman, um... The Crow. The Crow Kick Watchmen, ass. Kick-Ass, Mystery Men. They were really just kind of street-level movies. Thor takes it to a different level. It's it was filmed. I mean, most of, the majority of it was filmed in the desert, for God's yeah. sakes. But I do also like, and this is something that could have been really overplayed. The fish out of water yeah. aspect of it, I thought was, was fantastic. I well, mean, yeah, but that's you kind of expected that. I mean, they had it, but the, you know, really, it it only had it only took place in the fish out of water for like maybe thirty forty five minutes, and then he kind of got more into the right swing of things. Well, they were smart. I think casting. I think it was a, it was a very smart cast because Natalie Portman, she looks good. Yeah. But obviously she's a fabulous actress. Right. She can do anything. But she's one of those. But three. she helped carry. She helped carry it. Absolutely. You know? And then they put Tom Hiddleston. Great casting choice. Yeah. Even you know, and people sit around going, "Well, we got a movie about Norway. Call Stellan Skarsgård. Got to yep. do it." But he was he's good too. I mean, they they surrounded him with a good cast. Um. This could have Thor to me. Thor is not one of my favorite superheroes. Neither is easy as he mine. He's all right. He's one of mine. 
Okay, well, that's fine. Yeah. You, but just, you like wearing helmets with wings. Out of all the movies on this list, though, I think this is the one that stood the biggest chance of failure. I agree. So, I think that really elevates it in terms of it was so good because it could have been so awful. That's a good point. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. And I'm interested to see if they actually do uh, do a sequel. No, the sequels are all going to be Avengers. Excuse me, I burped. Avengers movies. Okay. Well, I, think, I think you're going to see Avengers going forward. All right, well, that's fine. Who do you cast as the Enchantress, by the way? Because you know she's going to show up at some point. Um, <laughs> some idiot will say Jessica Simpson. Oh, hell no. 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 Uh, blonde. No. Uh, well. Tall blonde. If January Jones didn't just do the X-Men movie, right. she would have been good. She looks the part. Um, pink. There you go. All right, cool. Question and answer. Can I ask you quite before we yeah. move on, though? Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Nobody's done Power Man. Don't you think Tyler Perry could get Morris Chestnut to do Power Man? All you gotta do is get, put him in a yellow disco shirt and a disco tiara. Don't you think he could do that? Oh, actually, there's there's a you could you could stick Medea in there. What the hell? Why not? I, I've heard I've heard rumors that uh, that some Morris Chestnut, some actor that does like a Ty who? No, some actor. There's some oh, uh, Mustafa something or other. Yeah, the guy who does the um. The Old Spice. He actually filmed himself as Power Man and sent it as like an audition tape to Marvel. Well, why don't we do that? We'll stick a yellow hanky on your head, <laughs> and you can be Iron Fist. There you go. I'll draw I... a tattoo on you. <laughs> no, because right, well, I am just... No, I'm too white. You're not too they, white. You're far are. too white, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Number two on the list. Uh, Jim, that's you. Uh, this was actually my choice for number one. Um, uh, Iron Man. Is it better to be feared or respected? I say, is it too much to ask for both? With that in mind, I humbly present the crown jewel of Stark Industries Freedom Line. It's the first missile system to incorporate our proprietary repulsor technology. They say the best weapon is one you never have to fire. I respectfully disagree. I prefer the weapon you only have to fire once. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. Find an excuse to let one of these off the chain, and I personally guarantee you the bad guys won't even want to come out of their caves. Your consideration, the Jericho. I'll be throwing one of these in with every purchase of 500 million or more. To peace. And you know what? I'm not going to get into in too much into too much depth. It was just so well done. It was. It. It was the... I thought it... It captured the character perfect. You couldn't have found a better actor to play Tony oh, Stark. absolutely Because not. you know why? Robert Downey Jr. basically is Tony Stark. He is. Yeah. There is nobody on this planet... Again, I go back to Schneider from One Day at a Time. <laughs> Maybe him. But I don't know if he was available. But... This is the first time I've ever seen somebody encapsulated. Because, you know, you look at Christian Bale... It's like, well, Bruce... I mean, if you really think about a Bruce Wayne, okay, he suffered a tragedy, but the character itself doesn't have a... It has some depth, but it's it's kind of a, a, a 
basic story. He's a billionaire, yeah, and, it, and he's a billionaire playboy, like we all are. Right. And, you know, but he doesn't see... His inner demons are based on a tragedy that happened, befell him uh, that befell him as a child. This, you know, his problems are he's a drunk, you know, and he's he's got an affliction. Right. He's... Well, he's also... He, he is the first one you... I'm sorry. He has a major, major flaw. Right. Um, I mean, he he lacks focus. He's a genius, but he doesn't have anything to really guide him. Right. So, you know, getting, you know, shot down, you know, shot in the middle of the desert and taken hostage, perfect yeah. motivation. For, forces him to take stock of of what what he's done in with his company and where he wants to go from there. Now, here's the interesting thing about this movie, though. And out of all the movies on this list, this is the one where it's almost like you don't care if you actually see the character of Iron Man. No, you prefer Tony, Tony Stark. Tony Stark yeah. drives the movie. I mean, honestly, Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark in the suit, probably... 30, maybe 45 minutes tops. Not even. Not 10, 15 minutes tops. Yeah. I was being generous. Right, right. But, no, I, I get what you're saying. But, yeah, it's one of the few times where it's like you don't care you about the hero more... because you see the actual the guy inside the yeah. suit. You wanted to see more of him. Really. This, was, this movie took me by such surprise. It took everyone by surprise. Because it's a B-list, it, it, at the time, a B-list hero. He, this movie elevated Iron Man to an A-list character. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I think stuff like Civil War and a lot of like those little side things that no, Marvel's done. Tony Stark has always been a major, major player in, in my... He might be the most important character in the Marvel Universe. Right. But up until 2008, when you... Like, okay, name your top five well, well, favorite no, superheroes think about in the Marvel this. Universe. There were three A-list superheroes in, in Marvel, in the Marvel Universe. Captain America wasn't one of them. Right. You can forget. Spider-Man? Spider-Man, Wolverine, the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. So arcade, <laughs> I can't wait for them to make a movie with arcade. I mean, with this one, I I think it's just if this one had not succeeded, we would not be seeing an Avengers movie. We probably wouldn't be having this podcast right now because a lot of what has driven us is because of the quality of superhero movies got better because of Iron Man. Yeah. Well, we, I think I think a lot. My wife could give. Rat's ass about superhero movies. She really enjoyed this movie. I think it was one of the first superhero movies that was enjoyed by people who weren't comic it's book same thing with yeah. Autumn, right? Yeah, Autumn, my in-laws. When yeah. Autumn was in the hospital having Scarlet, my in-laws were off watching Iron Man. Shows Mighty you, white of them. Shows you where their priorities were. Yeah, that and deleting all our stuff off the DVR. But I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, it's an awesome movie. I, I continually take time to watch this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it, it real. I think it deserves its place on the list. Easy at number yeah. two. Yeah. If if not, if not higher, it's my personal favorite. Yeah, I, I think I like it a little bit more than number one as well. It just it, it it's much lighter. It's much more fun. I'll explain why I like it. Though. You'll probably have all the right. Same reason. Well, okay. now that we're on the subject, uh, Mike, mm-hmm. you get the honors. What is the number one superhero movie as voted by you, the Geek Salad audience? It's not Electra. Alright, this is, I don't think anyone's surprised by this, The Dark Knight. Do you want to know why I use a knife? Guns are too quick. You can't savor all the little emotions. You see, in their last moments, 
people show you who they really are. So, in a way, I knew your friends better than you ever did. Would you like to know which of them were cowards? If you're surprised by this, seriously... You have not really. been listening to this podcast yeah, at all. Exactly. Um, Alright, Jim, you were... You had a con- you wanted to bring up something about the Dark Knight. Well, in Iron Man, I love the Dark Knight. Make no mistake. It was, yeah. it was. It was. It, it deserves. I don't know if I would say that. it's revolutionary. It just took a lot of great elements and made them better. Yeah, it, it deserves all the praise. It, it got. deserves all the praise it gets. But you think about this for a second. I think a lot of its mystique is because Heath Ledger died in one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. It's between that. And Gary Busey in DC Cab. <laughs> but he was amazing. And I know he was hopped up on drugs and he was going into this horrible dark place. It augmented his performance to a level I've never seen before. It's a top three performance I've ever seen. Take him out. Take Heath Ledger out of this movie. Put anybody, anybody else put in Put Paul it. Bettany in that No, put role. anybody else in it's average. I Not average, I think it's top... I shouldn't say average, that's wrong. It's not nearly regarded the way it is right now. This is a, a quintessential movie, not just a superhero movie. This is a quintessential movie. This is this will be remembered with all the greats. Footloose, the new one that comes out, everybody knows that's going to be good. Oh, well, no, joking I, I, aside, got my, I got my ticket already. I know you do, yeah. but no, I'm, I'm serious. This is going to go down with the Indiana Joneses and the Star Wars and, and Raiders of the Lost Ark, all of those type of things. And it's because of one performance of a tortured individual. Yes. I think, and I think we all took that in as we watched it. I think yeah. that really, it really added to the mystique of the movie. That you knew he was dead. And you knew what he was going through when he, when he, when he developed this character. And it is, it's a scene, it's, it is literally the part to die for. Because obviously it killed him. Yeah. Or it's part of the reason why he died. It- it's hard because when we talked about Batman back on number uh, fourteen, yeah, this was actually the first time we've talked about the Dark Knight since episode. Since well, well episode. yeah, but I was just talking about fourteen, yeah. like number fourteen, where we actually talked about Jack Nicholson as Batman. Nobody thought anyone would be able to outdo Jack Nicholson as the Joker, and not only yes, absolutely, yeah. but Which not only did Mike he is a big fan of outdo it, he he actually redefined the character, and now when you look at how the Joker's being betrayed. It's being betrayed as Heath Ledger. Yeah. More so than it is now the Jack Nicholson. Um, or even the Mark Even Hamill. the comic book, though. Even the comic book, they, they made, he's more of a psychopath now. I mean, he was always crazy. He was like, oh, the Joker. He he sprayed him with their gas and they're smiling and right. dead. But it wasn't... The thing was, it wasn't like he was It was brought on he was by never a horrible scary. accident. He's scary know? now. He's yeah. actually scary. He was never scary. He was like... He's the... You know, he's the... He's the Clown, what do they call him? Clown Prince of uh, the, cro- the Clown the Prince, Prince of Crime. Crime. Yeah. yeah, he's not the Clown Prince of Crime. He's a serial killer. Yeah. He's an actual. He's been elevated to Jason and Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger in the Evil Guy from Prom Night. It, it's an awesome movie. This movie is so influential it actually changed the way the Academy Awards had to look at their Best Picture nominees. It was a cultural epiphany. It was. And that's why it should be. It's not my favorite. It should be number one because of what the because what it did yeah. to the industry. It's not just a good superhero movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, Heath Ledger deserved his his, his Oscar. Oscar. He, he should have been best did. actor. He was not a supporting character. No. He was 
just as important right. as as. But let's Christian not just, let's just not forget though. Christian Bale, I thought, did an excellent job in this movie. Well, it's, he's, well, uh, he's all right. The thing the thing he's that good. got me with him was when um, after you know Harvey is burned up and Rachel is killed, and she she had, before she died she left that message with Alfred that she had chosen Harvey over over Bruce right. Wayne. And he's sitting there after she's dead, and he's like, "She was going to pick me, Alfred. She was going to pick me." And I was. <laughs> and let's not let's not forget you Michael, Ke- Michael Caine's performance. Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, and Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. All three of them are you know they're they're unsung heroes to the movie. Maggie Gyllenhaal looks like a little old lady. I'm sorry. Maggie Gyllenhaal is a lot better than Katie Holmes, though. What? <laughs> Oh, I'm calling the Academy. Oh, what? All they needed to have was James Vanderbeek show up. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, honestly, I, I believe this movie... And it, it wasn't a surprise. It, this really wasn't a surprise. This was the overwhelming number one movie. Everybody had this on their list. Yeah. Except Bill. Except for Bill. Well, yeah, because it's just not realistic enough for him. Yeah. I'm sure Bill had it on his list. <laughs> Bill sent us a list. I didn't see enough of his junk. <laughs> awesome movie. Also, the first time where Batman is able to turn his head. But did he have a rubber thong? Did not have a rubber thong. No rubber <laughs> nipples. No Robin. Maybe Cisco will do a song about it <laughs> for the next one. So anyway, guys, this was a fantastic list. I want to thank everybody who contributed to this list. We didn't really get into a whole lot of specifics about. Who was doing what? Uh, you know, any any additional sides they had on there. But guys, this has been a fantastic three years, and this has yeah. been an awesome fifty episodes. And I, I really am looking forward to the next fifty. Yeah. Thank you so much. much, Jim. Thank you so much for coming with us tonight. Sure. This was this was awesome. Um, Mike C. Uh, we we invited him to come. He wasn't able to come tonight. So um, Mike, you were you were definitely a part of the first quarter of these episodes, mm-hmm. and we really didn't get our we were we were still kind of finding ourselves. Yeah. So I really appreciate uh, everything Mike had brought to this. Mike, man, you 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 really helped to find this show. My first full time episode was the first year anniversary. That was, that's right. It was. Yep. And was for, first, yeah, first time where you weren't a guest, where you weren't just you know contributing. Yeah. Um, I want to thank Nick from Canada. Yes. I want to thank Chris. Chris, you've done a fantastic job with the last uh, three or four episodes. Is it four or five episodes now? No, you haven't. Yeah. That's not what they said. <laughs> Um, guys, this has been this has been awesome, and if, if really, if it weren't for you, if we were only getting like two or three listeners on this thing, we definitely wouldn't have hit fifty episodes. We wouldn't no. have gone three years. Um, and before we kind of get into the business at hand of what's up next, Andy's going to sing a song. Climb every mountain. I, I Andy's going to stop singing a song. Now. All right, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't want to get too much into it, but we we can't do this without our audience. And um, a couple people, Alyssa, Nicole, uh, Sean, Chris. Yes, Chris. <laughs> Steve-O, uh, Steve, uh, John, you guys have been fantastic. Nick, you, you guys have all been awesome. And we really, Don, Don, Don who helped yeah. us out with uh, our Weird Al episode. Uh, we, got, we got another great 50 in us somewhere. Yeah, so, oh, I'm sure um, we do. Let's just get on that real quick. Episode 51, which will be coming up in a few weeks. I think after this, I want to just take a little bit of a breather. Yeah. So maybe two or three weeks before the next episode. Uh, and we might actually have a special guest for that as well. Yeah. Um, episode 51. We, we missed the anniversary. 
We did, but... But whatever. We've been planning this gala episode for about six months now, so we're, we're allowed. Longer than that. Did you realize it's been 30 years since MTV came out? Yeah, but how long has it been since MTV's been good? Um, 29 years. Yeah. All right, so anyway, um, episode 51, we're going to be talking all about MTV. The we, rise and fall. The rise and fall. We really want to know where you think the actual pinpointed moment MTV fell off for you was... I know, I know where it was oh, for me. I know where it was with you. I'm sure it's when... I really used to like Headbangers Ball. And yeah. they actually had a guy who was a metal expert, you know, Ricky Ratchman. He had the, I don't know, the whorehouse or whatever the place was called. And then they got that dude, Adam Matt Penfield. Cur- oh. No, Adam Curry. Oh, Jesus. Moss, who actually invented podcasting. So what you're hearing for is actually due to Adam Curry. So thank you, Adam Curry. Yeah, thank you, Adam Curry. Even though you're a Don Dawkin knockoff. <laughs> For me, MTV started going downhill. Save video, it, Mike. Video killed the radio star. Oh, there you go. okay, fantastic. Okay. That's because that's the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Episode fifty-one will be coming up in a few weeks. Um, we want to hear what your favorite videos are. Where where MTV really fell off for you? And let's not talk a whole lot about the Jersey Shore Teen Mom, please. Yeah, we already handled that in you know yeah, the end of the world. You gotta have real yeah. world. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, true, true. You do. So, any suggestions you have, you know where to get us on Facebook. You can also uh, subscribe and like our Geek Salad uh, page on Facebook. You can email us at geeksalad at yahoo.com. Check us out on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio. Um, also, we are going to start uh, polling for archive episodes that you want to see on the show. Um, however, if you there are archive episodes that are already available, you can check us out at geeksalad.podbean.com. Uh, Dot com. We're also going to be pulling for possible possible ideas. We've got a number of ideas. We want to know which one you want to come. Tons of episodes. Next. We're going to be putting that on the Facebook Geek Salad page, not on our personal pages. So if if you want to tell your friends about it, get them to like the thing. We're we're, we're aiming. We're trying to slowly get to a hundred. Oh yeah, it's and then beyond. More and more every day. So anyway, until next time, Jim. Thank you. Thank you so yes. much. Always great episode when you ha- when you're around. Yes. I'll stop it. Always always yeah. a lively conversation. So anyway, uh, until next time, I'm Andy and I'm Mike. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll see you for the next fifty, folks, and take it easy.